Well, hello there, family. You're listening to Fired Up Fridays with Steve Ryan. Fired Up Fridays, all right. All right, all right. Welcome to Fired Up Friday. <laughs> hey, let's go. Got my man Dill in the house. <laughs> what up? It's your boy Dill coming at you from Philly, man. How's it going, Steve? All right, all right. How about you today? I'm on the West Coast out here. <laughs> good, man. That's uh, yeah, good. I I just got back from Nashville actually over the weekend, um, so it was a good time. And now I'm back to the NFT grind, um, preparing for NFT NYC event next week in New York. So. Uh, it's going to be great, man. I'm just really excited about music NFTs as well. That's what I'm, I'm uh, living and breathing right now. <laughs> yes, sir. I Trust me, conversations every day about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, man, cool. it's, 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 it's so addictive. It's hard to just put down. You know, it's like, dang, I don't want to do nothing else but just this, this, this. You know? <laughs> you know, man, we're really grinding and creating the future of this industry, though, right now. Like, we're laying the groundwork, right? So it is yeah. kind of like this almost like a pressure to just like get out there and do something because the time is now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for people who don't know who you are, like you want to just let us know like who you are. Uh, yeah. Well, my name is Dill. Uh, I'm just a guy from Philly who likes to make music and have a good time. And uh, hopefully we can change the world, too, with these NFTs and, and basically make independent artists have the ability to have creative and financial freedom. Right. It's about uh, really letting artists figure out how to put their own work out there and they can maintain ownership of their music, but still get paid and get the funding to do the stuff we all want to do. Right. Make music videos, uh, you know, be able to throw live events, uh, be able to have a community of fans who support your work. Um, so what we're doing with NFTs is kind of creating a new way to engage your audience and to bring people in. And ultimately, we're going to reward the fans who really, really believe in us. Right. Because it's the fans who believe in us that buy the NFTs and then long term they get rewarded in so many different ways. And who knows, maybe they sell that NFT one day, um, buy something nice for themselves or take a vacation. You know, it's, it's about creating value for your audience with the music and uh, with your music career. Right. I'm, I'm basically putting my artist career on the line for this crypto and NFT stuff. And uh, I've got a lot of history behind it and, and a, a kind of an interesting story that brought me here. But ultimately, now it's time that artists take the power back from the labels and take the power back from all the Spotify's and Apple music of the world. And uh, we're, we're just kind of flipping the industry the other way now. So I think these NFTs are going to help artists not only get funding, but then break into the mainstream and break into the radio and, and the Spotify and Apple and YouTube. So it's, it's, it's a big vision we have here. Oh, that's what's up. So like if so for people who don't know, because there's a lot of people who don't know what NFTs are. Yeah. And one of one of my goals is to learn as much as I can and then break it down to people in a, in a like it's so simple that like even a kindergarten can understand it. So like mm -hmm. if so, what would you say for somebody who's just coming on board and like, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So. All right. I would start with this. OK. 
Take the experience of going to the store and buying a collectible vinyl or a CD or even a piece of merch from your favorite artist, right? Um, you know, let's let's talk about the vinyl because it's kind of similar to that. It's like you go into the record store and maybe you buy a vinyl of your favorite artist. Um, and we can even talk about today, you know, these days when you go buy that collectible vinyl of like The Weeknd or of Drake or of whatever artist you want, you know, you can go buy vinyls for a lot of those artists right now. It's actually in a record store uh, in New Jersey recently. And I saw that they had vinyls for like Juice World and Mac Miller and all these. And, and I, I thought about it. I'm like, wow, the reason you buy that is, is interesting. You know, maybe you want to use it to listen to the vinyl. Sure. Uh, maybe one day it becomes valuable as a collectible. And so the NFTs are really interesting because they kind of solve this this problem of being able to sell that at some point in the future. Because uh, NFTs are kind of like the digital version of, of a collectible vinyl, but then they have a marketplace attached so you can trade it and buy and sell it kind of like a video game, right? But, but it's connected to the real world. So the way that I see it is this is the new way that people are going to uh, buy into artists and basically invest in their future. And then it's it's kind of like making a bet on that artist, right? You give that artist the funding they need. And if they go on and do something amazing, then uh, you win your bet and you'll be able to either sell that or use it for something awesome in the future. Um, but most of all, it's about allowing the fans to support the artists they like, and then the fans can get rewarded for that, right? If you're supporting the right artists who are doing something special and you support them early, you're going to win in the long run by taking that position, right? You're going to win by, uh, you know, putting some of your Ethereum or, or Solana or any of these cryptocurrencies, right? Because ultimately you have to buy the NFTs with cryptocurrencies. So it is, it does take a little bit of knowledge. You're going to have to learn how to use cryptocurrency a little bit, but artists can tap into this world of finance on the internet and they can tap into this, this type of new money that you get through the internet and you can get through your fans and through the NFT world, right? So it's not about just tapping into your audience and having a big audience. It's about tapping into the NFT world to get the funding you need for your music. Wow. Yeah, because uh, I, I know uh, my first NFT experience was actually buying your crypto rich. I tried. That's what I tried to do is because. All right. You bought my crypto rich trading card. I'm glad right. you did that. And it was at zero Ethereum to mint. So you still had to pay some gas fee. Um, but I wanted to make an NFT that was something that was inexpensive and fun so that people could have that experience of collecting their first NFT with me. Because I realized that my VIP NFTs, even though they come with all this stuff that you want with a music NFT, like live shows and physical merch, and I even send you a collectible vinyl like we were just talking about, a real physical one in the mail, right? So you get all of that stuff with the NFT. But that's why it comes with a higher price. I mean, right now it's at a half an Ethereum, which is these days almost two thousand um, dollars. So not everyone has that much to put in, especially not at first. So I'm glad you like the trading cards. I'm glad I put those out because it allows a first time collector to get a piece of crypto rich 
rather than having to put in like $2,000. Most people don't want to spend that much on their first NFT, you know, unless there's some kind of a Bitcoin or Ethereum whale and they've been in this market for years. I mean, most people are, are definitely new to NFTs and looking to support artists. So for me as an artist, I'm like, I better have something out there so that people can support me because there's going to be people who see my vision and they want to support and I want them to feel like there's something for them. Yeah, that that really, really, my eyes were already open, but that just busted it way, 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 way. Because now it's like, go deal. Go. I mean, it was already rooting for you already, but now it's like, yeah, how, you know, 200 million streams ain't enough. Let's get you to a billion streams. Go, man. <laughs> I, I say this also. I think that's going to happen. The thing is, uh, Jordan Belfort's at like, 150 million on Spotify. It continues to get a couple million per month. And so I see that as just a giant funnel that's bringing people into crypto music and NFTs. So as that song continues to grow, you know, maybe one day it does hit a billion. But a lot of those people are going to come to my profile and see my first album. Right now, it's my only album, Crypto Rich. So I really had a big single and the record label kind of got in early on me and I didn't get a great deal in the long run. You know, the record label made millions off that song, whereas I only made a small portion of that through the royalties. So I had that experience with my first big hit. And now it's all about, you know, what I learned through that process. So, you know, I've had great opportunities. I'm blessed to be in the position I am. I did make a little bit of money off the song, uh, but it's not as much as I need and as much as I feel like I should have gotten because if we would have stayed independent, the song probably still could have got 50% as big, let's say, and we would have kept a lot more of that revenue to ourselves, you know, to, to build our careers further and for our families and just to do everything that we want to do for the future. So, um, now it's about, all right, let's figure out how we can stay independent, own our work and create new products that engage our fans. Right. So that it's not only is it worth it for the fans and not only can the fans get something in the future, you know, as we continue to build this ecosystem, but uh, they get stuff right now. It's like, you right. know, you're getting stuff right now. And if all goes well, this NFT will also bring you uh, hopefully a sale in the future. That's why I tell people, hey, get a couple of my NFTs. Don't get don't just get one because then it's hard to figure out when to sell. If you get two or three or four, it's easy to sell those on the way up and use it to do nice things. Like I know that someone's going to have my NFT one day and they're going to sell it and they're going to buy a car or they're going to go on vacation and they're going to do right. something dope with that money. But I also know that I'm going to plan exclusive events that people can come to and use their NFTs. So like I'm already working on a yacht party in Miami, something I'm putting together. It might happen in November. Um, no promises yet. But we're working on different stuff. And if it doesn't happen this time, end of November, we're going to do a yacht party. Um, we got to do a yacht party. You look at the Crypto Rich album cover, uh, the deluxe. You see my, uh, you got me on the, the front of a little boat there. So we got to do it. Uh, but the whole idea here is like with NFTs, we can get a new level of funding. And I think with that new level of funding, me as an artist, I can use it however I want to plan awesome stuff for my fans and supporters. Um, so when you don't have the whole corporate label and the whole Spotify and Apple Music who are all taking money off the top, uh, you can really do something special for your audience. So it's not about completely getting rid of Apple Music and Spotify and YouTube. Um, we want to get music that's also available as an NFT 
uh, to be really popular on those platforms. So what I'm doing is getting NFTs in the hands of a lot of collectors. And then the network effects from that are going to make my music blow up everywhere else too. YouTube, music videos, Spotify, all that stuff. I'm starting to see it. Um, but yeah, I've already made a lot of music videos. So for my NFT collectors, I'm like, hey, you know, go look at the music videos, see what I'm doing, see what I've proven already with my music. And that's what you're buying the NFT for to help me continue to do that. Um, you know, I'm constantly improving, like working on my stuff, like do it. I'm, you know, I, I do a lot independently. So I just say, hey, check out my YouTube and you can see a lot of where this funding's going. I do, I have videos of me in the studio, like vlogs. I do all different types of content. Um, but, you know, just got to keep going and keep building. And uh, NFTs are allowing me to have a little more financial freedom. Um, but, you know, it's I'm still not well funded, I would say. I've had some good sales with NFTs, but it's cost me money to make sales. And uh, it's cost me a lot of time. I've been in NFTs now for almost a year, all day, every day on these Twitter spaces. Um, so it, but I think that it's all going to pay off as crypto music and NFTs becomes more mainstream and more popular for NFT collectors and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have mad respect for you because like you genuinely want to help other artists come up and that's pretty much like while we're even doing this, you know, this episode, we're going to do a lot. We, we talked about it before this episode, we're going to do a lot to bring information and, and walk people through how to do this and get more artists. So for you artists listening right now and watching right now, definitely stay tuned in. Um, definitely follow Dill on Twitter. Um, you're, I think it's, yeah, yeah famous Dill. Yeah. yeah that's, famous that's Dill right follow me over there. Also the Discord, Dilluminati Discord. Uh, you can see it in my Twitter bio or just search Dilluminati. It's Dilluminati.com. I have a custom uh, Discord page where you come on and join the Discord. We're always talking about music NFTs and helping people learn. Uh, so anyone that sees this and they're interested, like, how do I get into NFTs? How do I learn more about that? You can hop in the Discord or uh, hop on Twitter spaces anytime because we're always talking live. And Steve's in there all the time. We're talking live about this <laughs> stuff. So, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't to just conversate and plan and build the future. Um, but it's also about, like, getting more of this content out there recorded so that people can learn. And I, I really like what you've built your platform, Steve. So to me, it's like, let's figure out how we can put some more YouTube videos out and help artists learn about the process. You know, maybe we do a few videos in a series and we walk artists through the basics of making a music NFT and uh, sort of lay a blueprint that other artists can learn um, the best ways to get started in the space. Because it's not actually that hard. It's not actually that complicated. You just right. have learn some of the basics and then yep. apply your knowledge, right? You can take the music you already have. You can take your friend's artwork or the artworks that you got from a graphic designer because you've already done a lot of that for album covers, right? A lot of artists already do some of these things. So it's not really something that new. It's just applying knowledge that you already have to a, a new medium, right? Uh, the NFTs are your medium for selling the music. So back in the day, you know, you would take music and you have to sell it on paper, literally, like as a composer, you sell music on paper for someone to play. Then we move forward. You got music on cassettes. Then you got music on CDs. Then you got, you know, you got all these different stages. Then you got streaming and you're delivering the masters to Spotify and Apple Music. And so now you're taking those masters and you're also delivering them as an NFT product. So you got to learn the ins and outs of NFT products, you know, maybe in the last year or two, 
as an artist, you learned how to use TikTok. You had to learn how to um, record the video. You had to learn how to do a couple stupid dances. You had to learn how to do all these different skills, right? Now you got to learn how to, to uh, be ready for NFTs and you got to evolve with the ecosystem. So it's a new yeah. thing doing now. Now we're making NFTs, right? So it's just like, you're, it's not that much more complicated than learning Instagram or learning TikTok. You got to learn OpenSea. You got to learn MetaMask. There's a couple tools yeah. you need to learn. Um, but once you learn those tools, then you'll be ready to release your music and tap into some of this uh, funding. And, and hopefully you can get paid for your work. You just got to connect with people in the NFT community and learn more. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's going to be good to walk them step by step, because before I knew about this stuff, it, it seemed like a mountain. But being who I am, I'm like, I'm just going to break that mountain up in pieces and then just yeah. boom, boom, boom. And MetaMask wasn't that hard. I mean, all, all they wanted to do is verify your identity so you can deposit more. You know, you can buy Ethereum off your debit card. It's that simple. It's not it's yeah. not this big, complicated thing. You just yeah, have to take the time to get used to it. Yeah, 100%. I know that's the easy way to do it right there. You got it. And it's like you can also go on to uh, Gemini or Coinbase or one of these sites and just buy and send the Ethereum. It's not that much harder than sending an email or learning how to use a new app. You just have to kind of trust the process and, and give yourself time, right? Be patient with yourself. Um, sit down and, and learn how to do this. Don't be afraid to watch YouTube videos. We all know YouTube University. That's where you go and get your <laughs> top quality education, crypto education, 100% for free. Um, sponsored on a scholarship by your friend Dill. I got you. YouTube University is all free. Just go learn right there. Look at that. I saved you tuition. <laughs> I saved you crypto college tuition right there. Um, but now for real, uh, YouTube has so many guides that will help you learn how to get into crypto. Crypto. I have one. It's called How to Use OpenSea. And listen to this, Steve. It's got like, on. I put it on a side account. like, And I called the, it was, it was really just like a, a side account. I called it Crypto Boy because I didn't want to post it with all my music videos and stuff. It's just a screen recording of how to use OpenSea. It has like almost 15K views in a couple months just from, just from people clicking around. And I got like a couple hundred subscribers. Fired Up Friday will be right back after these messages. Come and tap into the worldwide audience of Fired Up Fridays. Do you have an inspiring story? Have you gone through any type of challenges but you found a way to make it through? We would love to hear your story on Fired Up Fridays. Visit steveryan.com today. Um, but yeah, this this is really dope. I'm always trying to build the future of crypto music and NFTs. And so anyone can come just tap in on Twitter spaces or on Discord. And I think that's what's really cool about this. Like we're building our business and we're selling our music and we're learning all this together in real time. And so it's kind of removed all these boundaries that you used to see where like you could never get in touch with the music artist. I mean, we'll see what happens as time goes on. But I just think that... Um, there's always going to be a way to just tap in with artists and, and the industry is changing now in front of our eyes. Yeah. And so for anybody listening or watching, Dill is the man. Like he, he definitely is not only knows what he talk he's talking about, but he also has a history outside of NFT that he's bringing to the NFT world. So we're going to be right back and he's going to tell us uh, about this Twitter thread that he posted and this Jordan Belfort. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right sure. back. 
Fired Up Friday will be right back after these messages. Are you ready to be a better you? Visit TheAbundantLion.com today. All right, all right. We're back from commercial break. <laughs> so you did a you did a Twitter thread recently, and it's very, very interesting. So um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Or? Yeah, well, first of all, definitely go check out the Twitter thread because I'll recap it here a little bit. Um, but I think it really speaks to something important. And so you can check it out. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter. It will be for a little while. Um, I got already a couple hundred likes in the first day. And I think that's really just a sign to what's coming. It's that a lot of people are really interested in music NFTs and how to build the future of this. So I had to first start out with a little bit of my backstory, right? Like if you don't know me and you don't know where I come from, then it's hard to really take my word on music NFTs or understand. Uh, so it's a long read, but I appreciate anyone that goes and, and checks that out and really reads it because it takes my backstory and, and it tells you a little bit about where I come from. And then it tells you also how to make music NFTs and, and my perspective, right? Um, but I'm also not the NFT police, like I'm not in charge of music NFTs. I'm just an artist out here trying to make my music NFTs independently and do things the right way. Um, right. So I'm just kind of providing guidelines for artists getting into the space. So the first recommendation is follow me on Twitter and go read this thread yourself. But um, in that thread, you know, I'm going to pull it up now. You know, we, I touched on, um, I think it was five different important features uh, for music NFTs. And there's also one thing that, that I really want people to understand about the music. It's that the music is the art and it's okay if people experience that art for free or if they listen to it on Apple or Spotify or YouTube. Um, you know, of course you wanna get paid as best as you can for people hearing your music, but ultimately you want the music to bring people to the NFTs. And I say that because a lot of people are trying to figure out you know, what do I get when I when I get the music NFT, you know, or why would I get the music NFT? It, the music NFT is a deeper connection to the artist and a, a potential to get rewarded uh, if they're really successful. So it's not the same as just necessarily buying a song, even though when you buy the NFT, you should get the song and be able to download the song. So it's like I make the song available to you as an MP3, uh, but at the same time, you're probably going to want to listen on Spotify or YouTube or Tidal or wherever pays me the best because that's going to help me build my career and make your NFT more valuable in the future, right? So this is about supporting the artists in the best way you can. If you have a Tidal account, um, maybe you should listen on there because that pays better than Spotify or Apple. But at the end of the day, I want you to conveniently access my music in a way that you can, what's really going to help is when you show your friends. It's going to really help if, if you're at your friend's house on Spotify and, the, and, and they're running the playlist and you say, oh, I want to show you some crypto music. It's right here on Spotify. You know, it's like, if they got to go in there, open C wallet and play it, how are you going to get that effect? You know, how's a DJ going to download it online? You know, it's not about making it hard to download my music. It's about letting the people who believe in my music have something of value connected to my music. Right. So we got to get that that conversation out of the way first. But once you understand that, it's like, OK, cool, I get it. I see why people want a music NFT. You know, they're going to benefit if, if I blow up in the future. So how do I make my NFT? And so there's basically five things that are important. Mm -hmm. Number one is the visuals. And this isn't in any particular order. You know, I, I would say probably the most important thing is the music. But I was just spewing off ideas from my Twitter thread. But the, the order I have them in on my Twitter thread is number one, visuals. Number two, music. 
number three, rarity, number four, utility, and number five, pricing. And then I also say something about money uh, deeper in there. But here's where it goes through. So I do visuals first because everyone always asks, you know, about visuals and NFTs. And so you really do need visuals with your NFTs. And the reason for that is we've seen a lot of these collectibles blow up and have visuals. And you have to think about a collectible album like a vinyl, you know, it comes with visuals, like visuals are very well ingrained in music. So don't think of it as anything different than what you're already doing. You had to get an album cover made. Um, and now maybe you have to get that animated or, or do something cool with it or put music to it. There's a lot of different things you can do creatively, um, but you're just selling a digital version of that same album or vinyl. So you would have had to get artwork, um, you know, whether you're selling as NFT or whether you're distributing to uh, Spotify or Apple. Uh, so music, and why I say music is, of course the music is the most important thing. The music is what your NFT is based on. Um, but I just like to say, release those uh, those songs like normal, Apple, uh, Spotify, YouTube. I just want to clarify that. Put it out there. Distribute your music. Use something like DistroKid or Too Lost. Too Lost is a, a kind of a smaller distributor that I use, but I know the people that run it personally, but it works a lot like DistroKid where you can put out unlimited tracks and you just pay a small monthly fee. Um, so whatever you want to use, just have your music out there uh, for everyone to access. And so then uh, we also have Rarity. Uh, rarity is really important. It's basically you want to have different tiers of your NFT. Um, so there's different ways you can go about that. But in my model, I just have uh, rare NFTs, which are one of ones based on a single. And then I might have uh, the less rare NFTs work like this. So you've got uh, one of 10, which is based on my old classic album cover. And then the main deluxe album cover has a one of 100 collection. So as you can see, the rare pieces are actually connected to a song. So they're based on a single, whereas the less rare pieces are still pretty rare uh, with only 100 of them, but they're connected at the album level. So um, it's pretty cool. Like you just have to realize that these collectibles represent a connection to the album. It's not like you have to listen to the album uh, through this NFT. You can go ahead and use the NFT to download the album as an MP3 and feel free to burn, burn a CD to play in your old CD player or feel free to use them for a DJ mix or feel free to put them on your MP3 player. But I don't know anyone who has an MP3 player anymore. Most people I know would rather just listen on Spotify or Apple Music, right? So the vision to me is like you're giving them a cool collectible. Um, if they want to show someone the collectible, they should probably go on my YouTube and go to my YouTube album playlist where you can watch every single song in full with the collectible and you can do it from any device without any special anything. Right. So if you own the collectible, uh, you would probably just go on my YouTube and watch it. Right. Like that makes sense to me. I don't know if that makes sense to everyone else, but to me, that that's how I see this going, at least in the meantime. Um, but as as that changes, I'll certainly make my stuff available wherever it makes sense. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not set on any one particular uh, place, but right. We're delivering the music as many places as possible. Um, so the last two. So we have utility. Right. So utility um, is really about connecting things to the real world. Um, so you want to make these NFTs connected to what you do as an artist. So for me, that's like doing real world events. So my VIP NFTs are an all access pass to my shows and the real world events I do. 
Um, they also give you physical merch. I've been making merch like this hat I have on now. You got crypto rich hat. Um, dope, just dope merch. It's simple. It's cool. I've been doing this for years and, um, I offer the merch with my NFT. So when the first merch airdrop comes, you're going to get credits from my Shopify website. It's nothing overly complicated. I just want you to be able to choose. I have a ton of stuff. I have shirts. I got hats. I mean, some of it's back there. Um, you know, I have a bunch of stuff here. And I've sold some merch, not a ton. I've ordered a lot of it myself. I've prototyped everything. Like only the good stuff is available on my site. Like I, the merch I make is really high quality. And so through my NFTs, people might get like $100 credit, go pick up a few items and, and uh, get it for free delivered to your house. Uh, so it's just about adding stuff like that. And like I said, I'm going to do a physical collectible vinyl. Um, I haven't gotten all the info about that, but I know there's a few ways you can get a vinyl pressed and that will come with uh, the NFT that you own. So there's different versions too. Like if you have the Crypto Rich Classic cover, I'll probably deliver that one, right? Whereas as you have a single, I might be able to deliver the single as a vinyl press. I just have to see if it makes sense. Um, right. But at the very least, all of those holders can get the the big crypto rich press the the deluxe album the one of 100 right so i'm not sure we'll have to see if economically like it makes sense if it, but i think i should be able to get uh, the singles printed but we'll see i have to finish the partnership with the vinyl pressing company anyway you see it's a process here of making partnerships doing real world things like i i'm running a business here and connecting it to the nft um, but this is something that was natural for me and I just see it as bringing a lot of value to my people. And hopefully they'll also be able to sell these NFTs in the future. I mean, people are already selling them now. Uh, I, I didn't even talk about my trading cards yet. There's just so much to talk about. Um, but as a part of my NFTs, you also get trading card airdrop, which is a, another NFT airdrop. So I already did this NFT airdrop. It was just my first one. There's going to be a lot more in the future. Um, but everybody got these trading cards. And so they're already trading on the secondary market and people are still able to mint them. There's some available for zero Ethereum. Uh, but these are one of the first trading cards based on music that I've ever seen. Um, so you can basically own one of these trading cards. Like you said, we did mention that you picked one up, which was yeah. awesome. <laughs> but, you know, the idea here is to break break down some uh, smaller pieces so that everybody can own a little piece of the album. So just like uh, it was inspired by Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or baseball cards, right? It's just something small that you can own and be connected to the game or in this case, connected to the music. Um, and there's different ones. So there's a, a rare one that's gold and an even more rare one that's platinum, just like the RIAA certification. So you've got the gold and the platinum. And hopefully when Crypto Rich goes gold and Crypto Rich goes platinum, those cards will really have a story connected to them. Um, but for now, people are buying them, trading them, collecting them on the secondary market. Um, and we've really seen the gold ones have a lot of trading activity, but the platinum ones as well. People bought up the platinums and that's at like one Ethereum now. And so we'll see if anyone buys it for that price because it minted a lot cheaper than that. Um, but the idea is to bring value to my community. And of course, I also get royalties when they trade. So I get 10% of whatever profits my community makes off these NFTs. And it comes back to me to fund all of my music and more NFTs in the future. That that is incredibly smart, and any any artist or really, you know, I know we're focused on music, but anyone who has business or some kind of value, 
um, and listening to this or watching this, like definitely need to pay attention. <laughs> like, Man, there's, there's a lot we can do. I mean, it doesn't matter what type of business you have. I think there's a way to tap into NFTs. And ultimately absolutely. what we're doing is you're giving people a little piece of your business, right? And not of the ownership. Don't think of it right. as an ownership. It's an artwork. It's an artwork. It's, it's a little fun collectible. It's like, it's in some ways you could even compare it to like, uh, I don't know, this is funny, but you go to like McDonald's and, and, and the kids get the little toys. What's the idea there? That little toy is going to make that kid think about McDonald's and they're going to go back to their parents every time and say, can I get a happy meal? And so yeah. whenever someone sees that crypto rich collectible in their wallet, they're going to go, oh, I want to stream crypto rich. All right. Or if you uh, you I don't it can be any you run an ice cream shop and you want to do collectibles of ice creams. And then every time someone sees that ice cream in their in their NFT wallet, they're going to think, oh, I, I want to go get ice cream from that place because if I support their business, that's also going to be better for my NFT. But on another level, it's just kind of the subliminal like, oh, that's the ice cream and I like their ice cream. So I'm going to whatever it is, you know, ice cream, music, uh, whatever your product is, I think you can find a way to tap into NFTs. Absolutely. Fired Up Friday will be right back after these messages. Are you ready to feel good? Then come and get your I Am Strong merch. Come on over to SteveBryan.com today. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing that I see that you're doing that I really, really love, especially being a business person too, is you're looking for ways to serve the community. You, even though you're running a business and you're wanting to find a way to make things work financially too with yourself, you're still looking out for people. And that's the new model now that like, it, you know, before now, even five, 10 years ago, everything was more self-centered based, all these companies, but people are tired of that. You can tell people want value. People want, you know, artists and businesses to, to, to give them value in their lives. You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and so this gets on to a good point, which I like to drive home, which is that crypto rich isn't just music for people who got crypto rich. It's not just a music about being rich or something like that. This album is about let's get crypto rich together. The NFT is like, let's get crypto rich together. I'm trying to make my community crypto rich with me. So that's the whole idea with this NFT. You know, it's uh, really something special that I've created here. And uh uh, also, the other thing is that I've been doing charitable organizations for a long time. I work with Pink Lemonade Stand Challenge, which is something that was started by my mom and my sister a few years back. And so it supports breast cancer awareness. We work with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And this is something that I'm passionate about that I've been helping out with for a long time. Um, we've been on the Today Show, which was really cool. Um, we've had some interesting stuff happen right now. They're actually doing a Pink Lemonade Stand Challenge campaign for Breast Cancer Awareness Month uh, with Vineyard Vines, which is a pretty big clothing store. Um, so they're, we're, we're trying to really bring awareness to breast cancer. And that's something I support with my Instagram. You can go see some of what I've done over there. Um, so people might not know this about me. And they might even get the wrong idea when they see crypto rich. But I do have a history. I've been doing stuff like this for a while. So, um, you know, especially in the NFT space, when people see me for the first time, they might not know what I've done and my past and the things that I've built. So I like to talk about this so that people can go uh, look at the right things and go see on my Instagram what I've done in the past and what I've supported, uh, because 
you know, at the end of the day, I want to take this value that I get NFTs and make awesome things in the world and give value back to the community and back to causes that I like to support. You know, I'm already buying music NFTs and I'm not even well funded myself, but I buy music NFTs to not only to support artists, but because I know that the way that you also make money is buying in on things early and supporting someone early. So when I see good music NFTs, I'm buying that even if it's, you know, even if it's kind of expensive or if, or if I feel like, you know, I haven't gotten enough funding yet for myself. I know that by buying into NFTs and helping build this community that I'll actually make more long term. And this is something I've been doing for a long time with cryptocurrency, you know. I've been in cryptocurrency for five years now, so I understand these things. Sometimes you have to get in early on something and believe in it and support it for a little while, um, but it can pay off big if you get in on the right opportunity. Absolutely. And, you know, and every time I've, I've seen you say something or, uh, or or you talking about, you know, success and things, notice one of the things I always say is you took that chance. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take a risk. You gotta risk it for the biscuit, man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that that's what's up. That's pretty cool. And you know, really, like with this whole you know NFT world, I, I feel like a lot of people still find it scary. You know, I'm just hearing like certain comments about it, and you know, I think when they when they can find someone like you and like me who they know. They can get to know us through our work. They can get to know us through things we're doing for the community already. That provides this bridge to where it's like, oh, it's not so scary. Exactly. So that silver trading card that you had, that's perfect because now it makes me more comfortable to, okay, you know what? I want to get, I want to get his VIP one. You know what I mean? It's more comfortable because now I've gone through the process. A hundred percent. And we really need to bridge that gap. So it doesn't matter what point you're at in your journey. And that's also what I tried to do with Crypto Rich is I wanted to make an album that anyone could just pull up and listen to and experience some of this and start to learn crypto. And it's cool because when you listen to the album, I think you'll find it's just dope music that you can vibe to and enjoy and it's hype and it's fun. But it low key teaches you about crypto. It's like subliminal messaging. And after you really listen to those lyrics more, you'll start to see what some of what I'm saying. But what's also cool is if you don't know the first thing about crypto, you're never going to understand the references that I'm making to crypto. So you kind of got to clue into the crypto space and learn more of the lingo. And then you'll start to learn more about the album. Right. So I think it has those layers to it, too, where it's something that's relatable to the average hip hop audience because it's dope and you can understand most of what I'm saying. But there's it's kind of filled with all of these different crypto references and stuff about this space. You know, I made the album mostly before I was even involved in NFTs at all. So I talk a lot about Bitcoin and Ethereum and crypto and blockchain. But I hadn't been talking a lot about NFTs on that album. Um, so, you know, what's coming in the future, obviously. But now we have NFTs based on the album. So it still really uh, makes sense for an NFT album. And it was the first ever crypto rap album. Album. So when I released Crypto Rich in 2019, it was the first crypto album ever published. Other people have put out uh, maybe singles called Bitcoin or, or stuff like that, but nobody had put out a full album project. And so now it's the top streamed crypto album. It has just over 2 million now on Spotify and a lot of views in other places as well. So it's looking like Crypto Rich is on course to be the top crypto hip hop album. And that's what I'm pushing for. You know, maybe it'll be the first registered gold and platinum crypto title. 
Um, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, uh, some crypto themed music entering the, the hip hop space for real, because that's going to help people see what's going on here. And then they come to crypto and they learn from crypto and they come back to the music and they say, Oh, here's the things that are in the music that I didn't even know. And this music's teaching me about crypto. You know, my music, I think one day in the future, people are going to look back at my music and say, damn, like Dill's music is a code. It's like a secret code for how to get rich in crypto. Like literally, like that's what I'm trying to make here. Like something where people look back at the art and go, wow, this guy was telling us the code through through his rap. You know, this hip hop album was a secret code to how to make it in crypto. That's what I'm creating here. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, and the fact that, um, you know, all people have to do is just listen, listen and learn. I mean, you're making it easy. It's like on a silver platter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope people enjoy it and, and get the message too, but it's like, pull it up on SoundCloud, pull it up on YouTube. You can pull it up on Instagram music. Like it's everywhere. Just listen to the music. And once you get it, You'll get it. And then you show your friends and you say, you don't even say much. You just say, yo, listen to this album, you know, just like you show them other music. You just say, listen to this album. You don't have to try to sell them on Bitcoin and with a whole paragraph anymore. You just right. say, listen to the Bitcoin song right here by Dill. Learn something. Right. And then let, let them ask you a question about it. Just send them the album and say, look, this, this guy's rapping about crypto. It's the guy who made the Jordan Belfort song and they did like 200 million streams. Well, what the hell is this guy up to now rapping about crypto? Um, that's what people think. But it's an interesting story. I think it'll play out in the long term that people are, are really interested in all that because I've seen that happen before. Nobody was interested in the Jordan Belfort song for the first year or two years. Nobody. Like it just... It didn't hit that audience. But then when it did hit that audience, it hit hard. And it's just the crypto music needs to find its audience, too. You know, and sometimes the audience needs to find you. So it's like we all live in this collective conscious. And right now, NFTs and music uh, are starting to grow. The, the idea of all this is starting to grow. And so when it gets to the, the critical mass, it'll just explode and people will realize that crypto rich is, is this secret code and that the NFTs for crypto rich are, are one of the dopest music NFTs that come with all these functions and real world capability, but also the connection to a dope, original, historical crypto album that, that came out as the first crypto rap that was ever released. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of information. <laughs> so Dude, I, gotta, I gotta just put it out there and they can play this back and they might have to listen a couple times, but yeah, I just hope that people are able to use this information to help them design their NFTs or help them inform their collections and pick out the right NFTs. You know, it's like, I I've got the right ideas here in some ways. I think it's really going to work well for my project, but any, anybody can do NFTs their own way. You know, we've, we just created a platform here where people can use NFTs to sell their music. So um, there's a lot of different ideas that can work, but if you're an artist with a catalog of music out there and you want to get funding and you want to grow your music, then I suggest you check out my model um, and see what I'm doing. It's at itslit.org slash NFT. And you can go on my Twitter and see that there in my bio. Go to the link in the middle, itslit.org slash NFT. And that tells you an overview of everything about my NFTs. So it's it's itslit.org slash NFT. Yep, that's right. 
For those of you um, watching, it's right on the screen uh, screen now. And for those of you listening, it's itslit.org and just click on NFT. You know, that that way is less to remember. (laughs) We'll be right back after this commercial break. Fired Up Friday will be right back after these messages. Get your motivation every week straight to your inbox. Visit steveryan.com today. That's steveryan.com today. All right, all right. We're back from commercial break. All right. (laughs) So, so yeah, so basically like now, um, you know, for people who, for people who know you, they're going to love this. And for people who don't know you now, they will know you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so my biggest thing, like as someone getting started, um, what is your suggestion? Like, um, like I know one open seas, are you on anything else or is open seas like your main one or only one? So I use Rarible as well. I have a one in 100 collection available on Rarible and it's also available on OpenSea. They're two separate collections. So 200 NFTs total. Uh, but I recommend people go on OpenSea. It's the biggest one right now. Um, people can also go buy the NFT on Rarible. It does the same functionality, um, but I, I see OpenSea as the leader because they have a huge secondary market. And I really want people to be able to buy and sell these NFTs and trade them for the long term. So that's really my goal and why I recommend OpenSea. Oh, because if they buy it on OpenSea, they can't sell it on Rarible. They, they No, they actually they actually can, but I think some of the ways that OpenSea works is uh, really great, like their leaderboards and the amount of volume they do. So if you get a collection that does really well on OpenSea, I think you're in a great position. And still, people might buy and sell stuff over on Rarible, but OpenSea seems to be where you can really go viral for NFTs. Fired Up Friday will be right back after these messages. Are you ready to be a better you? Visit theabundantlion.com today. Okay. Oh, so so basically when so when someone makes a purchase, like, you know, let's say they buy your NFT, it goes to their wallet, right? Like, yeah, that's right. And then they can treat that just like any other like a cryptocurrency. And if they want to do it on a different platform and sell or buy or whatever, or sell or whatever, it's like using a wallet just like cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, um, you know, it's just I think it's beneficial to be over on OpenSea and focusing on that because it's the big site. So it's like if you're running a cryptocurrency, you know, maybe you want to get on Coinbase and you want everyone trading it on Coinbase because there's so many new people there. Uh, So it's the same idea here. It's like we want I want my stuff to be on OpenSea because there's so many new people there and people are familiar with it. Uh, But you can trade it in other places as well. And so for anyone listening and, and watching, OpenSea is actually at OpenSea.io. So that's O-P-E-N-S-E-A dot I-O. Real easy platform. Real easy platform. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically like posting an Instagram post for an NFT. So you have to learn a couple of things about crypto. You need to also need a crypto wallet and a little bit of cryptocurrency in there to get started. But once you get started and you learn the basic stuff you need for crypto, uh, the process of posting your NFT isn't much harder than uploading something to Instagram. Uh, But that being said, you want to think about all these things behind your NFT, the structure, how many you're going to put out, uh, how you're going to do the artwork and how it's going to connect to your career as an artist and all this stuff. So 
you need to put something out there and explain it. But OpenSea is basically the tool that allows you to build your NFT business without any coding or anything like that. So OpenSea is the way that you can make your NFT. You don't need to be a coder, um, but you do need to think about what your NFT is going to do or what your artwork is going to be or how you're going to release your NFTs, right? It, it doesn't tell you exactly how to make your NFT and what features to include, but it allows you to put that NFT out there and put it on the blockchain and start creating your NFTs today. Wow. And, yeah, and it really is that easy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, and 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 I don't know if um if you can answer this, but like on Open Seas, um, I noticed they have something like create the collection, but then where you can where you can sell it like a self serving market, but then they have this thing where it says partner with us and submit for partnership. Do you do you have any experience with? the difference in those two or I actually didn't know about that. I would love to see what the partnership is about. I would, I've never seen that, but I started my own collection. Um, but they might have a completely free minting thing coming out. Um, but as of now, I just did my own collection and it's great. Cause after you make your collection, you can make unlimited items under that collection. So you can actually experiment with posting an item. And then if you, if you want, you can put it for sale, but if you don't want, you can just delete it and start over and do, do the item again. So you just get to practice, right? It's like putting up a practice post on Instagram. It's not that much different. You just put a file with it and some description and some text. And the key is that now you're connected with that piece into a big market of buyers and sellers. So what else can you do to make it more than just a little piece of artwork on the internet? You know, you got to connect it to all these different things. And that's why I say, check out my NFT website at itslit.org slash NFT. And you can see the quick summary of all the things I connect my NFT to in the real world. And you start to see, oh, okay, this is why people want it because they'll be able to do all this stuff. And they can also sell it one day uh, if Dill blows up and, and gets really big. This thing could be worth a lot because only uh, 200 super fans can have it. And, uh, you know, they're going to hold that thing and make sure it's worth a lot because they don't want to sell it. They want to hold some of their value in the collectible artwork. So you got to understand things like crypto punks or board ape yacht club, some of these other NFTs that people are buying. And you got to go look at them and see why is this thing worth 100 Ethereum? Why do people want to pay, um, you know, 400,000 US dollars for a picture, a little pixelated picture? So if you're watching this right now and you don't know the answer to that question, um, you just got to learn more about NFTs because there is something to it. It's not just a bunch of nonsense. There's something going on here and music artists can tap in as well. Wow. So I notice on, um, on yours is you, you have like some super awesome artwork. I mean, it's like this animated thing that's spinning around and is really cool. So like, do you do that yourself or do you have like a, somebody you refer Yes, yeah, so I work with an artist. I've been working with him for years. His name is Crushedomize. Super dope artist I met through Instagram. 
I was doing art with Customize long before I knew about NFTs. We would do these custom artworks for singles and albums and make them dope. And so it was a natural thing for me to say, okay, now we just got to make these into NFTs. And so we actually used a lot of the same artworks that I've been using for years to turn those into the NFTs. But then we created something special with the trading cards. And so the way that this works is I pay Customize just like always. I pay him upfront through PayPal to get some of the artwork done. So he gets paid for his work. But then also, I'm now giving Customize the NFTs. So Customize got paid even more for that work through the NFT. And then also, I'm connecting Customize to the NFT space, who's been an artist for a long time, super talented digital artist who can put together anything from an album cover to a generative NFT project. Um, so this guy is really killing it now. And what I'm also doing for him is, of course, right here, telling you about his services and connecting Customize to uh, other people in the NFT space. So it's about what value I can provide for the people that are helping me. And Customize has been a great artist for me for years. And so I'm happy to bring him into the NFT space and hopefully get him hooked up with a few NFT projects, but uh, collab with other artists myself as this industry moves forward. And um, what's his Instagram handle? Is it Crustomize? Crush, oh. Yeah, it's Crustomize. So like the oh. word crush and Tomize at the end, almost like customize, but it's crush. So uh, it's C-R-U-S-H-T-O-M-I-Z-E. Crustomize. Uh, dope stuff, though. It's like a little black, uh, black image with a C in the middle. And um, it's uh, definitely worth checking out. And, and Crustomize can deliver really dope artwork at a good price. And then also is very open to NFTs. And uh, I suggest that you start thinking about, hey, how can you reward the people who help you? Because they'll be one of the top holders of your NFTs, you know. Customize is a big supporter of mine. And so I think he was really happy to have the NFT and hold it for the long term. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the way that you have everything laid out is like this system. And um, one thing I noticed, um, it, I remember seeing something that said, like, um, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but like, let's say you started with a total of a thousand and then it lists all the holders. And then mm -hmm. it says like, you have like so many left. So when you're first starting, I guess you, do you just list mm -hmm. how many you want to have available as the rarity? Yeah. So the way that I did it on OpenSea, you have to list them one at a time. And so I did a one of 1000 item. Um, so those are just slowly selling off a couple every day. And I do have to list them one at a time. Um, but it's worth it and it's good because I'm getting these NFTs in the hands of collectors. Oh, wait. So one of 1,000 means you actually put 1,000 items up for sale. Like you manually no, went I didn't, and I didn't put 1,000 up yet. Like right now there has been uh, a, a 170 of them collected. So there's still there's still a lot left, but they're going a few every day. And so, yeah, I have to put up a few every day right now to maintain that. Um, but there's also a bunch listed. So if people start buying them up really fast, then the price might go up and I might just start listing them for more. So uh, we just need to see how it grows. But I never keep all of them listed there. I just keep a few available for free. And now I'm making the, the free ones even more rare. So I know you picked one up for free. Um, there's still ones there that are just $20 plus gas. So Gas is like 50 to $100, so it's not really much more on top. But we all know that people love when something is zero 
dollars and completely free. So these days I'm just making like one or two available for free. And if anyone wants to go buy one for $20, even better, that supports me. Um, and it doesn't cost you that much more. So um, I'm hoping that soon I'll be able to just leave them at $20 and ha not have any free ones or maybe make the free ones kind of rare. But definitely suggest people go check out the trading cards and claim one for free because they won't be available for free or even for $20 that long. Um, as more and more people get in, I'll just let the price go up uh, because I'm not going to wait forever uh, for people to come in at zero Ethereum. You know, uh, this is really for the people who are supporting me and want to get in something cheap. And even when it's uh, got a little price, it'll still be inexpensive at first. And then eventually I think it'll sell out. And who knows where the price will go after we have uh, whatever hundreds or a, or a thousand almost people holding it. Wow. That makes sense. And right. wow, <laughs> that actually um, answered my next question, which is, uh, you know, if you if you have so many available, can you price them differently as as the uh, demand is going up? So I think you answer that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think with NFTs, it's great if you're able to sell out in the beginning. But that's not the experience I've had. I mean, music NFTs are very new. And so I think it'll sell out eventually. Um, but I'll just keep listing them and growing naturally. Like I want them to be available at, at an affordable price, but I'm also balancing that with like the fact that I'm willing to wait. So um, I'm not going to necessarily leave all 1000 of them available at zero Ethereum. Um, I'll probably start raising the price a little bit, but ultimately I want as many people to get them as possible. So if the demand's there and everyone's like, Dill, we are begging for the zero Ethereum standard cards, please list us more. Like, okay, I'll list it. But right now it's just that people are, there's so many opportunities in the space. So it's tough to find, you know, hundreds of people that are willing to pay the gas fee or willing to mint your project, especially for music NFTs. But in the future, people are going to understand music NFTs more. So it uh, depends when you're watching this. Maybe in the future, there's just going to be crazy demand for music NFTs and people will look back at this and say, oh, look at this video when, when Dill was just coming up and, and he was thinking there wasn't much demand for music NFTs. I'm hoping that's the future we're headed to. Yeah, I, I feel like the demand is already there, but people just don't know it's there yet um, because yeah. fans love experiences. They, yeah. they love connecting like that. That's been going on for a while, even before crypto. Like they they love that, you know, and and all this is is just an extra element. It's an and it, and allows us to skip the middleman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a no brainer. So and speaking of the gas fees, um, I've been hearing um, word out on the street, right? <laughs> okay. That Ethereum is, is um, upgrading or changing their system from. Uh, I forget the words like proof of, of of ownership to proof of staking or or no from proof of staking to proof of ownership. Do you have any say on on that? And correct me because I know I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> um, so so what is it about the proof of? It, it's supposed to be to where the the gas they spec they're speculating that the gas fees are supposed to start coming down at some point. They're saying hopefully sometime next year. To where right now that Ethereum is more of like a uh, either a proof of stake or a proof of uh, yeah. So, so Ethereum Ethereum's in the process of moving from proof of work to proof of stake, and That's when that 
when that move to proof of stake happens, uh, the gas fees should come down. And so I'm predicting, yes, Ethereum gas fees are going to come down in the future. Um, but at the same time, I think that it's worth it getting people in now because people are willing to pay the gas fees. And as long as the network's really crowded, there's going to be some gas fees. So you also have to remember that the gas fees kind of set a floor for what people are are willing to sell their NFTs at. So I think the gas fees, yes, it, it takes a little value away from you up front, but I think long term you're going to get that value back by being early to Ethereum. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's worth it, and I think my I'm already proving that with some of my NFTs. Um, so people can see that, and 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 I think they'll understand what's happening here. Now, I, I I like the way that your setup is. Um, I have noticed that some music NFTs, uh, you know, quite a few people are saying, "Oh, it's only going to be available here," and and you know, uh, and and then you you buy it, and then you can only have the album there. Which I'm really more on your side to where let people be available to hear it at their convenience. Serve them. Why make people go through the extra work? But what do you think about the you know, music only NFTs. Yeah. I mean, music only NFTs. I think you do need to have that visual element, you know? Um, and when you're just putting a music MP3 file or something like that on the blockchain, it's not that it, can, it won't have value. It's just that you're not using the platform to its full extent. Like we see this on Instagram. Sometimes people will just throw up something rough from the studio where they're screen recording. Um, but if you want something to really get the attention of your audience, you probably want to include an image with it for your Instagram post. Uh, you know, maybe it's a video, a music video, but this is nothing new for the music industry, right? So, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's something brand new. It's like, come on, if you've been doing music for the last few years or since the start of social media, which most artists probably have learned all this. So, um, you got to, yes, you got to put some visuals with it. If you want to go ahead and mint some audio on the blockchain, uh, there might be reasons to do that. You know, some people are doing stuff like that over on Tezos with Hen, and it makes more sense maybe when the, the gas fees are lower. But anyway, um, yeah, I just think that what we're making here is is a lot like delivering a master through a vinyl or, or a CD or, or streaming or whatever it is. You always had to do artwork, right? And artwork is nothing new for the music industry. Wow. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah. you have mentioned, um, so for, cause a lot of people listening, the majority of them I can tell you is, is, is not going to know about the music NFTs. Fired up Friday. We'll be right back after these messages. Get your motivation every week straight to your inbox. Visit steveryan.com today. That's steveryan.com today. Can you tell us about the board of apes or, you know, or, or a little bit about that, of what happened with that. Yeah, yeah. so the Board Ape Yacht Club is the name of an NFT collection. They're, they're a profile picture project, also known as PFP. So you have to get a couple of words down here. You've got uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is the brand, the collection. That's the name of the collection. And then it is a type of NFT called a PFP, meaning profile picture project. Uh, the main thing to know about PFPs is that they're all like a picture of a animal or a guy or a girl or some type of thing of collectible image that people then use as their profile picture on Twitter 
or on other social media sites. So that's what crypto punks are. Crypto punks were basically the first and best example of a PFP, a profile picture project. The crypto punks are these pixelated little pictures that exist on the blockchain. And they're very valuable, worth like hundreds of Ethereum and millions of dollars. Uh, Board Ape Yacht Club is the number two biggest PFP project. So Board Ape Yacht Club is a bunch of these crazy looking uh, apes, uh, gorillas, monkeys. Um, they And they have all types of crazy designs with them. Everyone is unique and different. And there's 10,000 of them. So these are two different uh, projects that are PFPs with 10,000 different profile pictures in each. So it's uh, really interesting. It's like a collectible artwork. And it's kind of like you have one giant artwork with 10,000 owners. Um, and they can all trade those little artworks around. So it's, it's basically a collectible artwork. And then all of those people communicate with each other and talk on Twitter and there's a lot of value. Right now, I think a board ape costs $100,000 or more, maybe $150,000. And a crypto punk costs three or $400,000 right now. Wow. And it's all because they took that you know, chance and, and got it started with the community. Yeah, and, that's it. And what I want to show you all now, and I'll describe it to the ones that are listening, but um, it's lit.org. Yeah, I have it on the screen right now. And, you know, you have Dill's signature right there. You have NFT. You got his music and bio and stuff. But when we're on the NFT, because that's what we're talking about, like, it's just well put together. I yeah, mean, you he scroll has down, to, right. You scroll down, you see all the different stuff, the utility. And this is where it gets interesting. Right. Um so it just tells you all the different things that are offered, the rarity. You know, how do you know which ones to buy and which ones are rare? The program features, what are you getting? Like if you click on right there at the top, VIP event history, um, if you see it's at the top bullet, it's at the, no, not not quite that high up, uh, at the top of the bullet list. So it's, it's down a little further. Um, if you go to the bullet list of VIP features, keep going down. VIP program features. So the meet and greets, you can see that there's a VIP event uh, event history there. It's at the first bullet point. And that shows you all the different shows that I've done with links to them. Um, and if you look at some of the other links there, you'll see all the other things as well. Wow. And uh, tell them about uh, what happened last last weekend in Nashville when you were, you was at the birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was at Nashville for a birthday party, and um, I basically got a chance to perform at a legendary bar there called Nudies. Um, I actually heard them playing my song across the street, and the next day I DM'd them on Instagram, and I did a pop-up show. A few of my collectors came out. Um, you know, I got them in with the NFT and got to hang out with them and bought them some drinks and just had a great time, right? It's about facilitating those real-world experiences and making shows and stuff like that for my collectors. So um, it's really awesome to have this community of people that come and support me and that feel connected to the project. And I'm also providing them with a unique experience for owning the collectible. Wow. And um, for those of you who are, are watching, we're now going to his OpenSea site. And just so that, you know, and then I will describe it too for those who are listening to the podcast as well. But I mean, it's well organized. 
He has his trading cards. It's like it's like fire all around them while they're spinning around, and they they remind you of like um, baseball cards. You know, <laughs> you know, when people used to trade right. the baseball cards, but they're just crypto. And um, and so when yeah, when like Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh as well. I mean, I was into Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh as a kid, so. I was kind of inspired by that, but of course the baseball cards and, and so it's like different groups, different types of people can actually understand this concept because maybe they were into baseball cards and collecting that way. Um, and now they can see how it applies to music. So when somebody buy like clicks on one, like I'm like, I just went to um, one where a cartoon version of you is sitting at a desk and crypto rich and it says current price 0.5 um, Ethereum. What does what does that mean? Like if somebody's looking at this page, how would you describe what they're buying? So they're buying all of those features you were just looking at on the other page. So scroll down and look at the description. And so when you read the description, you see Crypto Rich Collectible Album Cover, one of 10, includes the Lifetime VIP program. Um, and you can see the details at islit.org slash NFT. And then you open the information about the album. And so you can see there some more information as well. Um, but this, oh, so this is a VIP card. That's correct. That's a VIP. The cards oh. are not VIP. Okay. Okay. The, card, the cards include none of the features listed under VIP. That's why you got to look closely at the website and learn about how all of it works. Um, but the VIP and, and you can see that on the first section under rarity, it, it describes which ones include the VIP versus which ones don't. Um, but the collectible trading cards are just something fun so that people can own a small piece of the album without paying the price to get a VIP collectible. I got you. Now this is making sense. So basically, if somebody just goes to islit.org and click on N NFT, it'll take you right to his Open Seas page. And and really, yeah. for those of you um, listening, you know, to really today is more for like an introduction just to get everybody introduced to what this is, but we are going to have some future episodes to where we're going to actually break this stuff down and, and get into more details. I mean, it's going to be a lot coming up. Um, and, and pretty much it's as simple as going on here and reading, you know what I mean? And, and just really going through it like any other, any other normal platform, like a eBay or, or Walmart or wherever you just go on there, you just see what's going on. This, this is totally cool. You're, you're yeah, opening so you, gotta learn, you gotta learn about the ecosystem. So every NFT probably has a website with information about how the NFT works, and then mm -hmm. a market where you purchase that, whether that's OpenSea or Rarible or one of the other sites, right? So you have to know about the website where you find the information, and the market where you go to purchase it, and then the other thing you know about is the community. So there's also probably a Discord community or a place where all the collectors of that item are going to talk. Most of that's on Discord. Or telegram right now uh, so every nft i would say the three big pieces are the website the open sea and the discord for mine that's how it works so um, you go you go to the website to learn the basics you go to the open sea to make a purchase and see the items and browse the the store and then you go to the discord when you want to either learn more ask questions or connect with your item to the community because when you have one of these NFTs, you can go in the Discord and connect it and then get special access to this networking community.
right? So this is the Diluminati website where you connect to the Discord. This is a crypto music and NFT networking community. So we're helping everybody grow on social media and learn about music NFTs and get their music out there, you know? This is the future of, of having a team and a, a record label. It's just having a community and collectors. Wow. So uh, so off the topic question, where did you come up with the name Diluminati? <laughs> Well, you know, it's just the obvious deal in Illuminati. (laughs) Well, some of the best ideas are simple. (laughs) That's what's up. We're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right back. Fired up Friday. Fired up Friday. We'll be right back after these messages. Come and tap into the worldwide audience of Fired Up Fridays. Do you have an inspiring story? Have you gone through any type of challenges, but you found a way to make it through? We would love to hear your story on Fired Up Fridays. Visit steveryan.com today. All right. So basically, um, you know, I've opened up my Open Seas account, you know, with uh, being inspired by you and what you're doing. And I'm thinking of like, so now we have this collect, you know, collectible thing. Um, I'm going to have the art, you know, I'm going to get some art up and stuff. So basically I'm thinking about just extending what I already do over to that as far as like different experiences for people, whether it's a custom song or, you know, whatever else, and just tie them into like different tiers, but maybe have a small quantity to begin with, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good way. So I think there's different ways to look at it. Um, You want to have different tiers available and different price points. And you can section that however you want. It can be like a different type of work or based on a different song or based on different music. And what I just say is you want to have different options available for everyone. So not everyone's going to be able to come in and spend thousands of dollars to get your rare piece. Some people might want a starter NFT or something less expensive, but other people are going to come in and they're only going to want to get something if it's a little more expensive because, you know, they they're at a different level where they want to put in a little bit of more money on every bet they make. So you got to have something available for all different people and all different types of collectors. If you want to make all the sales you possibly can. So that's why I released the trading cards because I wanted something inexpensive, something for new collectors, something for uh, someone who's just getting to know me. Right. That makes sense. All right. So basically, like, I think anybody who just wants to get started just need to get started. Like, if you know, regardless, music artists or not, just open up an OpenSeas account, open up your MetaMask. And I mean, if you already have some Bitcoin or Ethereum, I mean, I'm sorry, Ethereum somewhere else. Put it to your MetaMask wallet. And if not, MetaMask makes it super easy. You can deposit from your bank, deposit from a debit card, super easy, and just get going. Get a plan and keep going. Yeah, so, 100%. I mean, yeah. they make it pretty easy. Like I said, OpenSea, it's just as simple as designing your NFTs uh, around that, that OpenSea platform. So OpenSea gives you the tools you need to make your art and music into an NFT. And then other than that, you need to think about some things. How do you want to make it rare? How do you want to make it special? Uh, So when it comes to rarity, you need to think this through and then design it in the form of NFT on OpenSea. So you got to kind of get the hang of it. But um, once you do, you'll understand. And if you go look at my website and look really closely at the rarity 
section, uh, you can see some of what I did. And so you're going to have to get used to this and think about it a little bit. Um, but when you look at my rarity section and the open sea, you can start to understand what I'm talking about and what each level means. I mean, the one-on-one singles are really cool because they're a, a single artwork for a specific song. And so you can own the one-of-one piece for that song. And it gives you completely unique artwork, unique to that song. And so no one else can own that. But you can also own the album cover, which a hundred other people can own, which is cool uh, because it means there's a lot more people buying and selling it. And it's connected to the whole album instead of a specific song. Um, but that's why it's less rare because there's more of them. Um, but when something is less rare, sometimes it's easier to sell. So don't forget that. It might be a little bit harder to sell the one of one pieces, um, but they also have a little more type of value because they're rare and they're based on a specific song. That makes sense. So, so basically just for the people trying to understand the lingo, one mm -hmm. of one is when that's the only piece available, that's it. But yep. one of a hundred, that's when they might say one of a hundred or, or one of whatever many numbers. So that, I mean, really the, the lingo is, is not, um, it's not super complicated. It's really not. <laughs> no, it's not. And you and you can kind of apply that and say, okay, there's a hundred of these. That'll probably be worth something. I mean, there's 10,000 crypto punks and look how much those are worth. There's only a hundred uh, of the crypto rich on, on OpenSea and a hundred on Rarible. So 200 of those. And with the trading cards, there's 1,110. So there's some more trading cards, but remember the crypto punks, there's 10,000 of those and they're worth hundreds of Ethereum. So I think these trading cards can be worth something. And you go look at other collections and see what's worked for them. And you can see there they have rarity. They have traits. Uh, you got to learn. Every project's a little different. Uh, but I've tried to bring rarity into my music NFTs in a unique way. And so um, it doesn't work exactly the same as a PFP. You know, we had talked about before a profile picture project, which is a specific type of NFT. Um, it's different for music NFTs. Um, but you could even make a PFP based on music, right? You don't have to limit yourself. You can do whatever. I've chosen to make my music NFTs focused on the artworks for my catalog and my albums. So um, that works really well for me. And every artist can find their own path. Wow. Cool. Well, thank you for um, coming on the show. This has been really, really, really great. And we're going to be having a lot more, a lot more conversations and getting this popping. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really, really excited. Steve, you've got a great perspective and it's awesome going through some of these things with you because I know you get it. You understand where I'm coming from. You ask the right questions and we can provide value to people. So I hope that people see this and they want to join the community. They want to become a part of what we're doing. They go to Diluminati.com and join the Discord and talk to us. They can come on Twitter spaces and talk to us. I mean, this is all happening on Twitter right now. I love Instagram. I post content over there as well. Um, I'm, I'm bigger on Instagram, but it's really going down on Twitter. Um, yeah. That's where the real information is being shared. That's where the conversations are happening around NFTs. So tap in with us on Discord and Twitter. Um, you can check my links in my bio on Twitter. Don't forget to go to the islit.org slash NFT link. That's the one where you learn the most. And then you go to the diluminati.com link to join the community. All right. Well said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get it, man. Well, this excited. wraps it up for Fire It Up Friday. All right. Hell yeah. Whoa, now. Crypto rich.
<laughs> All right. Are you ready to feel good? Are you ready to feel inspired? Then come and get your I Am Strong merch. It's smooth on the skin. And guess what? When you wear it, people will be asking, where did you get that shirt? Where did you get those clothes? And you can say, I am strong. Come on over to stevebryan.com today. 